hello everybody. Here we are, Remnant Revealed. Great day, great podcast, great time. We're looking forward to being with you today. Uh, Rick, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm not as good as you coming oh, back from man. vacation, a little Woo! time off. Well, we didn't good have really a vacation, just a couple of days. We had to. Hey, that's a vacation in my hey, book. I learned something a long time ago. That if if all if it's all men in the house, and you just have, you know, you got your wife and she's mom to the boys, and and so she kind of feels like the underdog because there's just lots of testosterone, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to treat her good, though. the The good part about it is, as everybody gets older, they treat mom really, really special. So, it was her birthday? Oh, good. Very good. special birthday. Good. And uh, we won't mention which birthday it was. Good call. So that Good we call. don't get uh, beat up. But anyway. Well, happy birthday um, to Miss Vicky. Yeah, to Miss Vicky. Happy birthday to her. It was great. She was, uh, her birthday was Monday. So we took her out of town for a couple of days. That's awesome. And uh, spoiled her. Very good. And uh, made her smile, made her laugh, and fed her good. And, and uh, then got back yesterday. So just. Of course, it never stops, right? So we get back, you're right, hundred miles an hour, right back into the wind. But so, uh, did she buy you that shirt to say thank you? Uh, she did buy me this <laughs> shirt, just so you know. She was, she was all oh That that's a payback. Yeah, that was a slap. I was just yeah, watching was one of her old episodes that. where you were making fun of my shirt. So, well, you you came in looking like you just <laughs> Paul Bunyan. <laughs> Like you just, I just come in off the log yard. And just, well, I yeah, probably did. You probably did. That's right. You do like cutting wood. I do. You love and uh, I also like being casual, especially yeah. on here because we don't always get to be. That's true. In everything else, so in suits almost every day it's of my good, life. Good so. uh, downtime and have some coffee yeah. and chat each other up and yeah. talk about issues of life. Talk so a little bit. Why about not? What's happening in the world and. I was also thinking about in some of our other episodes, you know, a lot of times we're recording <clears throat> these in the morning. Right. And we'll say good morning or whatnot. But right. you know, I saw somebody has a good way of doing it to say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening or watching yeah. us. Right. Because yeah. that's the truth. Well, go ahead and say that. Say it. Good morning, but, good afternoon, good evening. That's what, what a radio voice. That was there great. You go. Yeah. Good morning, good <laughs> afternoon, and good evening. You know, it's interesting. We're hearing from people and um it's interesting how you hear the different ways that folks are watching or listening to this. Yeah. Um, you know, we will uh, share the video link on the YouTube side of it, but yeah. then a lot of people will take that and just play it and then listen or listen on the audio platforms. A lot of them are doing it while they're working out, out for sure. a neighborhood walk. I had somebody reach out and say that um, <clears throat> they had been wanting to start walking more and this helped them do it. So what they do yeah. is... Uh, every week, uh, like on a Sunday afternoon, they'll listen to the podcast and go for a walk in the neighborhood and, uh, and how much they get out of both. Yeah. So I've been walking, uh, I've been walking back, back some exercise too. Oh no. Oh no, no, no. 30 minutes a day without fail. Good for you. Uh, on the treadmill or outside or on my bike. I've got a bike that I use. It's a great detox there, you know, and, uh, Someday we'll have him on the podcast, but Dr. Kevin Gill Martin talks about that. Yeah. Just a thirty-minute walk uh, really resets you. Twenty yep. to thirty minutes resets your uh, helps your back, blood balance, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Blood yeah. sugar. Been I've been doing a lot of uh, research on a particular topic, and and so you just find yourself sitting mm-hmm. right a mm-hmm. lot because you're reading a lot, mm-hmm. you're researching a lot, you're on your computer a lot, you're on your iPad a lot, you're writing, you're, but you don't do that standing up. or mm-hmm. So you find yourself all of a sudden where you were very mobile based on what you're doing in your life at the moment. You're very uh, immobile just sitting in a chair. You sound uh, like a cop buried in paper. I was going to say, that's, yeah. you know, how many, mm-hmm. how many officers spend Hours and hours and hours a day sitting in a car, sitting in an SUV. I think many uh, would suggest to you how, how counterproductive that's all become. Right. We've uh, overwhelmed them with paperwork and 
uh, rightfully so, to appropriately document sure. the work that we're doing in arrests and probable <clears throat> causes and all those other things, but also incident reports and crash reports and special reports for use of force or pursuit or oh, all these other goodness. things. <clears throat> The counterproductive nature of it is it can quickly disincentivize, disincentivize people from doing that, those types of actions. Right. Well, um, even showing presence, right? That's so right. So even if you're driving around just showing police presence, you're in your car, uh, you're looking for Amen. criminal activity. One of the best but preventers you're still of sitting, crime. Right? Yeah, right, right. But you, a lot of times you're still sitting. Yeah. So. Even for our officers out there, if you truly get the opportunity just to hop out of that squad and just walk for 20 minutes on a foot patrol in a high-visibility neighborhood or something like that where our long businesses or whatnot, you get a dual benefit, right? High-visibility presence presence to the community, but also you're working off some of that um, energy and leveling yourself back out. So it's a dual benefit. It's a dual benefit a little bit, though it's even more risky today than it has been in the past. Well, that's true. It's not like walking a, around. Most guys just want to stay in their in their car mm-hmm. um, because of ambushes and everything else is taking place today. So yeah, it's, it's not uh, like firefighters where you can be out in the parking lot playing basketball, right. or pickleball, or yeah, washing yeah, your car, or, yeah. you know. Washing the fire truck, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. laying out your hose, rolling it Searching up, for the remote because it's lost again. Playing around. It's down in the recliner. Right. You got to dig around. Those kind of things. You got to get up to find the remote, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or your socks where you took them off or you're picking your feet. and Got to go to the, the kitchen, house. get the chili, come back yeah. to the recliner. It's That's right. It's rough. Hey, when... <laughs> when <laughs> When it's public worship, it's just it's very difficult being an idol, and it? it's just very difficult. Well, yeah. they make it look they make it look easy, so it's definitely tougher than what we think it is. I'm sure. Oh, it is. Yeah, and they deal with stuff too. They deal with their own pressures of life. You know, too no much doubt. salt in the spaghetti sauce. No doubt. Partially, no doubt. whatever. No doubt. We're relentless with this. We are. But you know what? We have a lot bad. of firefighters that watch. Yeah, we're going to be in trouble. They're they're <laughs> going to be turning us off. We hate you. We're, we're hopeful to get uh, hate emails and hopeful to have uh, a couple of uh, leaders in the firefighter world. Uh, yeah, maybe sometime that can really talk about a lot of crossover issues, um, such as uh, command structures on scenes and all oh, those yeah. things. And because they rely the on the police department all the time. Well, that is true. Uh, I mean, you got to clear the scene if it's a whatever you know you're dealing with. Yeah. You got to make sure it's safe for them to go into to deal with. You bring that but up. They also lose lives. You know, fires. a major thing that we're seeing now across the country. I was just sharing with you a little bit um, in other roles and things, that, other ways that we serve. Just right. the conversations as of late I've been having with officers all across the country. Uh, I shared with you last night. I spent hours. Uh, oh yeah. I don't, know, I don't even know how many states now. Maybe twelve, thirteen, fourteen different states uh, of people talking to them by phone, right? Praying with them, ministering, encouraging, all those kinds of things. But also hearing back from them the challenges that they're facing. And really, what struck me is it's all the same everywhere. Yeah. And, and it ain't good. Right. Um, and so. In doing that, though, we're also seeing that <clears throat> when we've had some of these intentional steps to kind of destabilize, not kind of, but to intentionally destabilize policing, destabilize the structure of of a law and order in a community, turning it into lawlessness and disorder, we're now seeing the ripple effects where it's now bleeding over to yeah. our firefighters. There just recently was this <clears throat> video from California where people were uh, blocking the oh roadway, my. blocking the intersection as part of whatever was going on. I saw uh, that normally that engine. Yeah. People think about it just being the law enforcement that's dealing with that. Fire truck coming through, uh, evidently trying to get to a fire, running with lights and sirens. People blocking the roadway, not allowing it to go through, then jumping on the fire truck, trying mm-hmm. to ride on the fire truck, all these other things. And, you know, people see that, and I think, a lot of people, when they saw that, it finally set in with them that this isn't going well. This isn't the right path for us to be on. And now you see uh, our sisters and brothers in the fire service, uh, now they are also donning rifle plates, Kevlar helmets, uh, additional protective gear, 
uh, just to respond to calls for service for uh, fire runs and medical runs. Yeah, you know, a lot. There's a lot of cities that have what they call just public safety departments. Yeah, where there's they're cross trained yeah. officers and and firemen and EMTs and EMS. They're all cross trained and do everything basically mm-hmm. in light of that. But uh, yeah, the the phrase we've never seen it like this before. That's not that's not a it's not just a joke. It's not like just a heightened moment. Uh, everybody well, I yeah. talk to in pastors, Christian leaders, mm. uh, chaplains, officers, firemen, EM, we, we've never seen it like this. There's never been this much intensity. Well, we heard that two years ago. Then we heard it one year yeah. ago. Now we're hearing it this year. <clears throat> yeah. Now we hear it this week. Then you hear it tomorrow. The uh, rapid nature, the rapidly evolving nature of the evil acts and craziness that we're seeing really leaves one, can leave one with a little bit of despair um, and disillusionment. Thinking, well, if if we had never seen it like this uh, a month ago, and now we've never seen it like this right. now, it's not getting any better. Where does all of this lead to? Right. And the real challenge for everybody is, and so how, how do we fit into that? How are, what are we supposed to do if we're trying to head some of this evilness off? Um, it, you know, a lot of what our officers, what I'm hearing from our officers is now there's no sense of any kind of anchor point or true center. Right. So even for as crazy as the world could get, I can turn to my policy. I can turn to the law. Uh, regardless of what the politics are, I know what the law is, and my job is to enforce the law. Well, now folks are seeing that when they enforce the law, the very people who are making those same laws that they're enforcing are then saying, no, we don't want you enforcing that, or we don't want you enforcing that in this situation or at this time or with these folks. Uh, That's highly problematic. And so it, it... further reveals politics being injected into policing and that is a bad road to start to go down that's a very bad road to go down because uh, wickedness abounds Mm -hmm. in those areas and then you start using the police for your own intents and purposes and politics or political agendas and uh, I think we're pretty clear uh, that the divide now in our nation uh, equal to the divide in the world between good and evil, but the divide in our nation between what is considered good and what is considered evil on multiple levels, mm-hmm. uh, different political views, uh, has definitely made a shift. Well, and you're moving beyond just two different sides of a of a two different positions on an issue. What you're finding is that within even within the different sides that exist on a particular issue. You have all these splinter positions. Yep. And once you get into that, <clears throat> you get overwhelmed because you can't address everything. Here again is what the value is in having uh, law, <laughs> that there is a standard, regardless of what people think. That's right. This is the standard. Well, now we've started to destabilize that <clears throat> and carve out underneath that. So, um, you know, here again, when you're talking to officers, what we're finding is this, is that officers are saying, if you're going to inject the politics into this, and if you're going to make it to where there is no true uh, uh, middle, there is no true standard, uh, they don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. And so we're seeing officers well, you have nowhere to stand. leaving the profession in droves all across this country. The problem is, is they're not getting replaced. Right. And then where does that leave you as a society? And it almost makes you think that there must be a plan to destabilize. There is no doubt. Absolutely everything, nope. everywhere, so that then uh, whoever is in power or control or usurps that power and control can rebuild it as well, you and I have talked the way they want. Well, the history tells you that. <laughs> so Thank you. Uh, history is replete with Oh, examples. you mean we actually have history so, now? Yeah. So... But here again, how do we drive back for officers in the middle of all of that? How do you find balance? How do you find a center? How do you find a standard to stay anchored to yeah. and holding to? That's the real Well, if you challenge. take God out of 
the picture and you take God out of the culture and you take God out of your life, uh, you you don't. That's right. Uh, so uh, you got to back that up, mm-hmm. reintroduce him, reintroduce. When you talk about the very laws that you uphold, they came from a loving God who said, uh, because of a violation, these are things that you must do in order to walk with me. Mm-hmm. N- not because he didn't want you, because he wanted you. Right. Because he wanted Adam and Eve, because he wanted man to walk with him in relationship. But because of man's violation uh, in the Garden of Eden, that's what took that away from man. So God intro- reintroduced, okay, well, I want a relationship with you, so now this is how Here that, are the conditions Here are now. the conditions right. now. So when we start looking at our relationship with God, that's got to be the foundation. Uh, otherwise, you have no foundation. It's mm-hmm. a floating. It's like my boat. Mm-hmm. You put it on the water. Uh, yeah, you even on an anchor, it can move, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got one of those new trolling motors where it's got spot lock on it, where you it's GPS coordinated. You punch the little anchor button, and it will hold you within a certain, like within three feet of the very spot that you were on originally. Right. right. Uh, but still, you move, you get pushed by the wind, you get moved around by the water. That's a whole lot different than standing on land and just standing in one spot, right? Well, take it back to the uh, doing some woodwork there, you know, yeah. the trees, you know, that <clears throat> bend in the wind, but they but they don't but move. But they don't move. They don't pick yeah. up and move. They're rooted into <clears throat> the ground and rooted into a firm foundation. Yeah. And so... Granted, there are times where we got to bend so that we don't break. Sure. But we're talking about steps that are being taken to cut you off from the what you're rooted in. And when you do that, everything collapses. Yeah. Right? Doc, Dr. Barkley, we've had him on the podcast yeah. before. He said uh, one of his great statements he makes is, blessed are the flexible, for they shall not be broken. Right? Mm-hmm. But they're still rooted. That's still, the key. Still founded. That's the key. Um and, and this is a great verse in Ephesians chapter 2. I'm going to share this verse with you, and then, we'll, then we're going to talk about uh, what to do about this. But for every law enforcement officer, I want you to know, the Bible says, for we are his workmanship, meaning God's work. You were made, formed, fashioned to be who you are, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Uh, coppers do good works. They uphold the law. They, up, they, they help even when they, let's say, they stop you and write you a speeding ticket, that's a good work. Now, it may tick you off because you got caught speeding. However, it's a good work because they're trying to prevent you from going outside what is good or healthy or prudent for your body, your safety, your children's safety. That officer is formed, personality uh, gifted, and their heart burns to fulfill the call of God that's on their life to uphold the law and keep peace. They are they're the workmanship of Christ. I, I, I would love for every officer to understand that. You, you didn't just happen into this thing or fall into this thing called law enforcement. You were fashioned by God to be who you are. Take you can get to the foundation of your heart and life, take comfort in knowing God created you and formed and made you to be who you are today. Right. Your destiny was designed by him, established by him. Somebody may have come along the way, like I hear many officers talking about uh, in school, the officer friendly came by mm-hmm. in school, and uh, some of the older coppers will know who that is. I don't even know if young cops know who that is, but... Officer Friendly was at school and gave a speech. And, man, I knew from that moment my heart started burning. That mm-hmm. was going to be my guy. Yeah, you've talked about your grandpa and how mm-hmm. you, you had a just a great sense of, of a calling on your life from the talks he had with you about World War II, mm-hmm. about some of the different things he talked to you about as a child. Right. Um, our hearts, we, we're, I'm fashioned to be who I am. I can't help it. Um, I pastored everybody everywhere I went. 
I, I worked in, I did jobs in plants. I did jobs in the car business and service. Man, I pastored the service people. I pastored salesmen. I pastored, even though I was doing a different job, Right. it was still in my heart until one day uh, I left those type of, that type of work and started pastoring. 32 years ago, haven't moved, haven't stopped since. Chaplain work, all mm-hmm. the things we do, right? So the workmanship, of God is upon your life. Take heart in that today. That's a great place to start. So if he's formed you to be the guardrails in society, right? The greatest step you could take is to be accepting of that and then stepping into that fully. And I think that's I think that's one of the most hurtful things right now, the law enforcement that officers, is. is that they're they know they're designed to be who they are, but these factions in the world have started this this dialogue that they're not needed, they're not wanted, they're well, not loved. They're think about it. It goes to the very core. Well, it, you've got this call in your life, this purpose in your life that you know that you were made for, and then others come in and corrupt that to the point that you can't <clears throat> be a part of it anymore. You, not like a. They're physically preventing you. Right. You can't be a part of it your in your heart it. and your spirit. Yeah therein lies where our officers are like, so where does that leave me? Where where do I fit now? You're disconnected That's from right. what you were designed to do. Yeah. How do you now live with that? And then, or, well, sadly, some are dying with that. That's right. That's why we do what we do. That's why this podcast is here. That's why we are very straightforward in our conversations about officer suicide and things of that nature. So when you're watching all that going on, especially across the country, you know, we had Jim Bontrager on here a while back and he talked about this. I thought it was a great point where he's talked about, Hey, listen, you were called for not just this job, not just this calling in your life, but you were called for this specific time. That's right. When it seems like all hell has been unleashed on our country, on our world, uh, God put you here at this time for a reason. But you remember he talked about, too, you can't get bogged down in everything else that you can't control. Control what you can control. And he he gave the example that if you're here in Indiana and you're watching Portland, Seattle, and you're getting frustrated by that, and it's pulling you away from what you can do here, get away from that. Stay focused on what you can control. That's right. The great secret in all that, I think, is then an officer says, yeah, but right where I'm at in Indiana, in Oklahoma, in Virginia, Georgia, Uh, Washington State, wherever, it's complete chaos and pandemonium here. So what do I plug into? How do I connect back in? Well, the power the power to do your call is always going to be in God because he's the one that called you. It's always going to be in his word, this thing called the Bible. It's always going to be in prayer. It's always going to be in conversation with him, talking with him every day of your life. There you go. Uh, It'd be, it would be like being told you're a police officer but not being able to have a badge or a uniform or uh, a duty belt. Or uh, I got one better. It'd be like being dispatched on a run and then you're not talking to the dispatcher. Thank you very much. How right? would that feel? He's the ultimate dispatcher in yeah. your life. you got to talk. It's a two-way right. communication and, flow there. And one of the frustrations of police officers is not getting enough information on a from run. a dispatcher on a right, run right. or the wrong information right. and you get there and it's total chaos. Here, every cop can relate to this. Woo. So you get dispatched on the trouble with a person run and they say it's a it's a male causing problems, this, that, and the other. And then you, you hit back in, you take the run, but then you also say, um, do you have a description of the of the suspect, <laughs> of the right? Suspect. Beyond being a male, do you right. have a description? And they say caller didn't, didn't provide one. No, you didn't ask. You didn't ask for one. And That's right. So, right. But herein lies the point, which is the more information you have, the better you can make good informed decisions, be prepared, and be able to respond appropriately. That's right. Well, guys and gals, the same thing applies when you're fulfilling the calling of God. The That's more right. information you have from him in that mm-hmm. calling, the better prepared you're able, the more communication you have, and the better you're going to be able to fulfill that. Yeah, so he says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So God, so it's pre-planned. God, or, it's pre-planned. God ordained that you should walk in them. But notice he says, 
in Christ Jesus. There you go. To good so works. he orchestrated you to be here in the middle of this mess right now, but in him, meaning connected to him and communicating with him. That's right. And I think that's where the great divide is starting to occur for our officers. And again, the power, I think, of having these discussions is we can at least help and point folks back to how do you plug back in? How do you get connected? How do you get reconnected to your dispatcher? So that you got a good open line of communication there. And and you can talk to your beat partners and you can talk to rank and file. You can talk to anybody you want to all day long, but they're not your power source. Well, I'm going to keep flushing this out. They're also, when you're, if you get cut off from your dispatcher, uh, when, when I got hired on my very first police job, this was one of the basic questions they asked you. What's the most important piece of equipment that you have as a police officer. And a lot of people would say, hmm, my gun, uh, my handcuffs, yeah. all these other, my, my flashlight, mm-hmm. all these other things. And the appropriate answer was your radio. Your radio, that's Because right. if all else fails, but you can communicate to get information, give information, and more importantly, get help, call for help. Yeah, just help, yeah. That's your biggest, that's your most important tool on your on your on your duty belt so here's the point it's not just to be able to get information from the dispatcher it's to be able to provide information back and even more important than that when all else fails to be able to call for help that's right right that's right and that's what god is there for Mm -hmm. the question that i hear from officers is how do i call for help we talked about it in another episode where we said that you know uh a lot of officers get bogged down or distance from the idea of prayer. I mean, the way that you call for help, the way that you talk to your dispatchers, you key up the mic and you talk. The way that you do that with God is you just start talking. You start right? talking to him. That's right. But I think a lot of officers think that there's some kind of structure to that. There's some kind of formula to yeah. that. Yeah. And if they don't know the formula, then they don't know how to pray. Well, I, I think both things are true. I agree. I think there are... There's some basic patterns. I, instead of a formula, I'd like to a use template. the word a template or a pattern. Yeah, there you go. That even Jesus gave. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, a lot of times people will pray certain prayers, um, and they'll pray it in a uh, over and over and over again or in a pattern, uh, but they're really not praying it from their heart. They're praying it more from their head. With repetition. With repetition. And sometimes that repetition is good. Mm-hmm. It's okay. But sometimes it's vain. It's mm-hmm. what the Bible would call vain repetition, which means pretty much powerless, doesn't go anywhere above just your voice saying stuff out in the air. Now, just like we're talking over these microphones and it's going out into the air, mm-hmm. these sound waves will never stop. Mm-hmm. If you know anything about the science of sound waves and video waves, they're in the air, they go around the world, and they just keep going. Uh, you have a receiver that picks them up mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't stop once you pick them up. It just keeps going. You receive, you pick it up. So when God speaks, he speaks, and you can pick that up. When you speak, it goes into the air. He picks that. He receives what you're saying. Um so there's a transmission. So there's and transmission and receiving, just like your radio. Great example, by mm-hmm. the way. Awesome radio. But if you turn to Matthew chapter nine, so it's the first book of the New Testament. Uh, chapter. Uh, we're going to go to uh, chapter uh, six. Chapter six. Sorry. Chapter six, verse nine. And uh, actually, verse 7 says, when you pray, uh, use not vain repetition as the heathen do. Now, one of the things when he's talking about this, when he says, as the heathen do, there were people who worshipped false gods, pantheons. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, just idols. And and they they would just give constant chanting or going over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Uh, chanting or saying the same things to invoke demon spirits into them or other things. And he said, uh, don't do that. It's vain. It doesn't do anything. For they think they shall be heard for their much speaking. So here's where you get in trouble with vain repetition. And that is 
you think that just for your much speaking or saying something over and over and over again that get gets God's attention. So another piece of context here that we probably shouldn't gloss over. In chapter 6, the reason why Jesus is talking about, in, in the translation I have, he says, um, I like this, he says, do not heap up empty phrases, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Right. The reason why this whole discussion is occurring is because the dudes that are running with him, yeah. right, that are closest to him, right. hanging out with him, yeah. they see that something's different about him. That's right. It seems like every time something big is happening or going to happen or did happen, uh, he kind of goes off by himself. He goes away. Yeah, goes He's up gone the for a while, right? Yeah. He goes to the woods, <clears throat> and then he comes back. And they're saying, what's he doing when he's doing all Well, they find out that he is talking, communicating with, with the, the Father. Father. That's right. Right? Yep. With God Almighty. That's right. Right? And so these guys are watching this. Now, cops can relate to this. You're in roll call. You're out on a run. You see the copper that's – he's doing good work. Yeah. She is, uh, she is solving cases. Uh, putting cases on people and putting bad people in prison, right? That's right. And then in that, you start saying, well, hmm, I, I see doing? some things that she's That's doing right. that are different than what I do. And then you'd start drilling into that and saying, what is that? And learning from it right? so that you can plug into that. Well, these dudes, you know, a bunch of fishermen and a tax collector and some other folks, they're watching this and they're saying, yeah, he's different than what we know. So they go to him and they ask him, Hey, what are you doing? Well, he's praying. He's talking, communicating with the Father. And they say, how do we do that? How do you pray? How do we pray? Right? That's right. It's the exact question we're talking about the cops have. Yeah. So he's getting ready to tell them how to do that. That's right. But he starts off by saying, don't get into this repetition, chanting right. kind of thing. It's deeper than that. Right. Just talk to God. That's but right. he does give them a template for how to do it. It's a conversation. There you go. That you're having. And that's what now Jesus there you know there he was a Jew mm-hmm. he went to temple he went to synagogue he he, he they had prayers mm-hmm. that they recited or but there's also a personal relationship and right. prayer that you have with God. So a cop out there when <clears throat> there there's a template yeah there's a template for when you're doing radio traffic right, right. we even have codes. Yeah. A lot of agencies have moved away from those and they do what they call plain talk. Right. But they're still communicating, but there's still a structure to it. That's right. You still just don't hit in and start babbling. Right. right? You hit in with a structure. Usually you call, you give the number or the, the identification of whoever you're calling out to. Right. And you also give your identification so they know who's calling. That's right. If I pick up a radio in the city of Indianapolis and there's three to 5,000 other people on that same system. That's and right. I just get on there and start talking. Nobody has any idea who's talking, right? That's right. So I've got to identify myself in some way. And I've got to identify who I'm trying to talk to and communicate right. with. Yeah. And there's a pattern of That's that right. back and forth. Another example is I just don't um, say you're my dispatcher. Say you're my beat partner out there. Say you're my supervisor. And you hit me on the radio. And I respond, and then you start telling me, you start giving me direction on what you want me to do. And while you're talking, <clears throat> I key up my mic and just start talking back to you. Now, if I'm talking while you're talking on that radio, uh, you're not hearing what I'm saying, right. and I'm not hearing what you're saying. We call it in the business walking on each other. That's right. right? You're walking on each other's transmission so no one can hear what is going on. Yep. So there is a pattern. And it sounds like babble. And you have to be patient. You have to talk, but then you also have to listen. That's right. Right? Yeah. And then you have to provide clear feedback. All right. This is a pattern. This is a template for proper radio traffic, proper radio communications. What I hear you saying is no different with God. No different with God. And and when an officer says, yeah, but how does God hear everybody all? I mean, how is he? Well, you do the same thing. You're sitting there, been many times. There you go. You're sitting there. And, and you got your head leaned just a little bit, you're on duty, but you're mm-hmm. having another conversation yep. with somebody there while your ear mm-hmm. is picking up radio traffic. Great point. And somebody will say, oh, do you need to get it? No, no, I'm, it's okay. I'm just Go monitoring ahead. it. Just monitoring. How are you monitoring it and listening to me at the same time and answering my questions? Well, because you're tuned into that. You're wired 
to do that. You're trained to do that. God the Father knows every voice on the planet. I'll give you another example. So from real world when you're doing it, yeah, right? While you're monitoring, and I, we're still talking here in person, right? You're monitoring it, and you're hearing things, but I'm also focused on what you're saying. But I can tell you when I'll change my focus from what you're saying to what's to going radio. on here. And one of the biggest ones is when I hear my radio number. There you go. So I can be listening to everybody else chatting, and doing this, that, yep. and the other. But as soon as I hear my radio number, I'm turn, turning you off and I'm dialing into that. That's right. Right? And that's when the officer will say, hold on a second. Go ahead. Right? Mm-hmm. And now they're focused on that. Well, this is what Jesus is saying right that's here. Right. When you are doing all this babble. Yeah. repetition stuff that really isn't going anywhere else. Okay. Might be monitoring that. But when you call out, give me my radio number. Yeah. Now I'm turning and I'm focusing you on go. you. And he can do that with every single one of every us. Every human. God, the father. Knows he created the ready. cosmos. He did. I think he can figure this. He part can out. figure it out. He's got it down. So Jesus gives them the pattern, the template. So, yeah. So they ask him, Lord, teach us to pray. And so he does. So he says, uh, be not therefore like unto them, for your Father knows what things you have need of, even before you ask him. So what? God already, oh yeah, he already is clued in to what you need. And he Can says, I give so, you another example now? This sure. is too good. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah we're doing good. <laughs> She'll love this too. Had a control operator, dispatcher. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I was a, a street sergeant. And uh, we were known for this. We were on the busiest shift, busiest district, one of the busiest shifts in the country. Right. And uh, so it was always hopping. And a uh, great, phenomenal control operator, dispatcher. And uh, uh, often I would hit in. We, we would have something going, an uh, incident going, this, that, right. and the other. And as a supervisor, you have command of that scene. I would hit in and say, uh, control, uh, have you uh, – uh, have you started fire for this location? Control, have you started uh, the detectives for this? Start me homicide, this, that, and the other. And it was always funny because almost every single time I would hit in and say that, request that, she would respond and say, already been started. Already been. Control, yeah. can we get air support here? Uh, already, did, uh, already done. Air one's in the air. Whatever the case may be, right? right? Yeah. And a lot of people would say, it almost sounded like tension, Right. Like, hey, you know, I know what I'm doing here. Uh, quit asking me. Quit, uh, quit, you know, um, questioning whether or not I'm competent in what I'm doing. Right. Well, what we were really doing was I was making sure everybody else knew that it was covered. Right. Right. But also, even though <laughs> I wanted to trust that she may have already have it covered, I was still checking in just to make sure. Right. Trust but verify. Right? That's right. But it's a lot like it makes me think of this. Yeah. So God already knows what you're going to be asking. Right. That control operator usually does too. Right. Before you ever have need of it. And oftentimes, when, most cops can relate to this. When you hit in for it, he or she says, already en route. Already, already done. Yep. Right. God's yep. a lot that way. Yes, he is. But you still have to call out and, and make sure. Right. Right? He wants to he know. Invites you to do that. He wants to know you're on the radio, that you're paying attention, good. that you're that you're listening. So he says, "So after this manner, therefore, pray ye." And so he starts out to teach them this pattern of prayer. And if every if every believer, every cop, every person would just pay attention, it's not reciting the words Jesus said. It's listening and reading and looking at so, the pattern he gives from this point forward. When you say that, uh, most most folks are going. You said, say it again. After this manner, pray. After ye. this manner, after this template, yeah. After the pattern that's <laughs> yeah. right. What what's that really mean? So, that does that sounds like some yeah. after this manner. So therefore, it, so what he's saying is kind of like in this manner. Yeah. In this pray, way. Right. Pray ye. So he's yeah. telling you, hey, pray like this. Pray like this. Now, he didn't say. Pray these words. He didn't say that. No. He said the manner, the right. template, the, template. the structure. That's right. Just like your radio yeah. traffic. Hey, before you hit in, hit in like this. Right. Right? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. So so with, now, you start somewhere, right? You start in the academy. You start learning 10 codes, signal codes. But when you get FTO, you start utilizing them. You find you'll use 
A lot of those codes throughout your day are the same. They're basically, you, you know, you're going right. to deal with a lot of the same issues, a lot of the same people, problems, and things that those signals and codes stand for. Well, this is, if you just learn the pattern, then you're going to find throughout your day that at some point when you do have a crisis, you're not trying to think of what you learned in the academy. It's just going to flow out of you. So for a new person, a new, hold on. So for a new officer that's just given his life to Christ or her life to Christ, or uh, they're wanting to learn how to pray better, you're going to start out with a pattern, but that pattern eventually is just going to have a flow. There you go. Because you're going to be conscious. You're going to be conscious at some point that you're not doing it consciously. If that makes sense. Right. All right. So. Right. So you could hear on the radio, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, somebody hit in and say, uh, Adam 325, 25 over here at 52 Meridian. Yeah. Somebody said, what the heck was all that? Right. Yeah. Well, once you understand the pattern. That's right. And it becomes natural to you. Everybody on the radio understood exactly what that exactly. was. Exactly. Right? So like for here that Adam 325 tells you that it's a specific district because of Adam. So here it's North District, 325. Right. Three tells me that's third shift, right? Right. So I'm 325 on North District. 25 over here means 1025, which is a code for meat. Right. 25 over here at 52 Meridian, which is 52nd and Meridian Street. Right. Now that's a lot of information yep. packed in, in one there sentence that just flowed <clears throat> because we understood the code, we understood the manner and the structure for the way that we were talking. That's right. Right. And and God knows, and evildoers don't know what that means most of the time. Now, some may try to monitor traffic or monitor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but they don't know what all that means. And uh, that's why sometimes when you're on a scene or in a crisis and you turn to your radio and use certain words, certain codes, certain signals. Uh, the person you're dealing with doesn't know what that means, and it protects the officer and also protects them Correct. if they, if they allow you to do that uh, in that time so that those who do know get the information you're putting out. That's, that's right. The, that's the awesome part of that. So he says, after this manner, therefore, pray you. Our Father, which art in heaven... Hallowed be thy name. So the first thing that I do personally when I start to pray is I really, I talk to the Father and I just honor him and and show him such great respect. Would be no different. Uh, Now it's different because it's God, but I mean in in your understanding it would be uh, no different than if someone of great rank walked in or you were talking to them on the radio. You wouldn't talk to them like you do your beat partner. Uh, you would talk to them, uh, you would use the word chief, or you would use the word deputy chief, or sir, right? Mm-hmm. Talk to you sir or ma'am for a higher rank right. uh, above you. That's the hallowed be thy name. Father, I thank you that you're our God. There is none other. We worship you. I worship you today. I bless you today. Thank you for being God and watching over my life, my family, my children, the ministry, our police officers. Uh, But I want you to know, Lord, that I recognize that your name is the greatest name above every name. So you're saying car one. So you're saying car one. I recognize (laughs) you're the big cheese. Your authority. That's right. You're the big cheese. I'm the little Your authority. That's right. Okay. And so he says, so you start your prayer that way. All right. Thy, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, recognizing the will of God. Recognizing God's power and authority is the first thing in prayer that I start with. So, uh, Lord, your kingdom come, your your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, I want whatever you're doing in my life on this day to reflect what would be happening if I were in heaven with you. So you're acknowledging your call that's been placed on you by car one. That's right. You're by God. And then you're saying, I want your will, your purpose. That's right. And what you placed upon my life to be done here on earth as though I was in heaven. That's right. So I'm submitting my will 
to your will today and every day, right off the bat. So I'm recognizing your will is greater, and I want to honor, uphold, and do your will through my life in this day on this planet every day of my life. Sounds like Jesus is also saying that righteousness, heavenly righteousness. That's right. right? Most cops would tell you, I don't do so well, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm just I'm I'm very hopeful that I do enough good to get to heaven. Yeah, right. Yeah, and we've talked about that before. But Can't do it. Here's what Jesus also says: But it is possible. Yeah, to be righteous, live righteous, do right things here on earth, yeah. right now in the here and now. That's right. As though you were in heaven. And most people don't believe that. And if you recall uh, in your Bible, which I know you will, and many of you watching will. Uh, there was a place called the Garden of Gethsemane uh, where Jesus went to pray to the Father on the night before he was to be crucified to start the process of crucifixion. So another one of these deals where he walks away and from his dudes yeah. and he goes pray. And he asked them, y'all pray with me uh, and just, you know, but I got to go talk to the big cheese. Car so, one. Car one. So he goes in and in this point, he does exactly what he's telling them to do. He says... Lord, if, if it could in any way possible be your will to let this cup pass from me where I don't have to go through crucifixion, I'm cool with that. Many cops pray that prayer. Because this is going to hurt. Many right? cops pray that prayer. That's right. But. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. Not my will. There you go. But thine be done. So basically what you're saying here when you start praying just your personal conversation, I want your will, Lord, every day of my life. Many people may not connect that. If they know just enough of the Bible, many people may not connect that Jesus then, he tells his his guys how to pray. Mm-hmm. And then in Gethsemane, he's showing them how, how he's to demonstrating. He's demonstrating. He's being the FTO. That's right. And he's reaffirming again, yeah. I really don't want this to happen. Yeah. I really don't want to do this. Right. If at all possible. This ain't going to be no right? party. But you know what? It's not about what I want. That's it's right. about what you want what you want and putting god first the in ultimate his will. plan the ultimate plan so for all the hell that officers are going through in this world oh today my. and all these struggles we were yeah. just talking about a key factor is when you acknowledge yep this stinks yeah but it's not about me that's right it's about him and what he is that's accomplishing right. here that's right. and he called me to play Stand a role in the that. line you know the standing the line really isn't even about people if you keep this concept right in your heart, you you will absolutely be preserved in your duty. Standing the line isn't really about people. It is about the spirit of good and evil. It's about the will of God. The will of God is what you're actually serving. When you get that uh, misconstrued to where this is just all about people. I got news for you. People will change on you in a heartbeat. Well, and also a lot of people think that God and his goodness is there to simply serve them. That's right. (laughs) But you're actually here, Romans 13, you're actually here to serve God. That's the... So when you keep that straight... Switch flips. That's right. When you keep that straight, then what people do doesn't phase you. Amen. Uh, as a pastor, I deal with this that law enforcement stuff and all that. I deal with that too. But as a pastor, I deal with this. Uh, when I come in, I have a word from heaven to share with the congregation, with people. If I look at people's faces and I am, uh, and I'm watching to see if I'm making They're you happy by what it. I yeah. say, mm-hmm. and and if if you're gonna, you know, give in the offering or. If, Man, there's a lot of times I probably ruined the offering because I'm talking to the church family. There's issues I need to deal with as their pastor. And I'm not going to mince words or play around with, I'm going to be very straight with you because I'm not speaking to you on uh, your behalf. On your behalf, I'm speaking to you on God's behalf. There you go. And what he would say to you and has said through his word, confirming what he's saying to you. And the only way you know that as a pastor is to be in this. It's just to be, and in, to be in constant communion, right. communication, constant communication with God the Father. That's right. What happens when officers do that? Same deal. Then they get in yeah, the flow, God's yeah. flow. And now that's when you're able to say, I'm not here enforcing the laws, uh, providing protection, right. standing between good and evil on my behalf. 
I'm doing it on his behalf. He called me to be to here. Do, he equipped right. me to be here. I'm in communion with it's him. A, it's a deeper purpose. Changes the whole game. Changes the whole game. Then you're not going, oh my gosh, what is going can't on? Believe I can't believe. Me so bad. That's it's, right. It's never been this bad before. That's right. Duh. And That's why see, he put you there. And you'll see, and here's the thing, when you when you keep the power and authority appropriate where God is concerned, you'll see him do supernatural, miraculous things for your life in the middle of you being in crisis. Perhaps that's deal. where all this drama starts turning around, right? I think it might keep be going. a... Keep going on this. ...clarion call for us to get back to that. Hmm. Verse 11, he, he says, uh, give us this day our daily bread. In other words, um, th- that's supply. God isn't... The, the officers need supply. And the Lord wants you to pray and talk to him about your daily needs, your daily supply. I know that many officers most of the time think about other people. I've watched them reach in their pocket. I don't, listen, the world lies about this. The world lies about the character of officers. But that's just because you're doing the will of God. They lie about God too. Mm-hmm. Watch many officers take money out of their own pocket give things out of their own hand to those who right. they see in desperate need. Never, and you'll never know about it because they'll never tell you about it. Yeah, They'll never say anything. God says, I want you to talk to me about your need. Don't just, don't, as an officer, don't just meet the needs of people and now you become their God because you're meeting their needs. Mm. I'm your God. Talk to me. I want to hear about your needs. So, and another key point is, I don't see Jesus saying here, let's just say to the officer, hey, pray to God, talk to God, yeah. and ask him for supply, but ask him for supply that's overwhelming to where you don't need to come back and talk to him again. You got so much supply that for the next week, next month, you're good. Yeah. He's actually saying here, Mm-mm-mm-mm. come to me daily. That's right. Talk to me daily. For your supply. Now, I'm going to give you enough for today. That's right. Come back tomorrow come back and get tomorrow. enough for them. If you go to the Old Testament, you'll see a story where God feeds the nation of Israel with uh, with a bread-type substance called manna. manna. Right. And it actually he has a bowl of that that goes into the Ark of the Covenant in his presence. They had to only get enough to make their bread daily. Mm-hmm. If they gathered too much, except when the Sabbath, on the Sabbath, said so they had to gather twice as much because they didn't go out and work on the Sabbath. They gathered enough. If they gathered too much, it got worms in it and stank and became rotten. Well, let's stay with the example. So, like this manna. So you're the officer. You're burning up that radio and communication all shifts long. Yep. You get done for the day. You're done for the day. Yeah. What do you do with your radio? Take it, turn it off. And then what do you do with it? You go home and you put it in the charger, charger yep. recharge it. That's right. So that you have ample supply for the next day. For the next day. If you don't do that, it's a self-correcting problem. It is. Oh, yeah. Because you're going to hear things that go bong. That's right. And then it's dead. Well, how's, how's your, that there's no connection like chicken anymore, clucking. right? So there's no connection anymore. That's right. Right? That's right. So what Jesus is saying here is recharge your battery, connect every back into me day. every day. Every day. So when people say, my world's gone to hell, everything's turned upside down, I don't know what to do, I have this disconnect where I don't feel connected to my call anymore. Yeah. Remember the question that we suggested that we ask every once in a while. So what happens when you pray about that? That's right. And then yeah. the officer says, hmm. Yeah. Haven't done that for a while. Well, Jesus here is saying, "How about you do, do that, that every day?" For, that's right. How about you do that for a while? Go recharge your battery yeah. and communicate. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a good test. You, you do this for twenty-one days and see if your perspective and your attitude is better and different. And say that again. So, like a little you challenge. Do this here. for twenty-one. Do days. what for twenty-one days? Pray, pray like Jesus said. Pray. Hmm. Do what we're saying. Prove me wrong. Do what we're saying. Now. I'm sure you could, you know, probably come up in some way and not do it and say, well, nothing happened for me. When we say 28 right days, now, that's a time card. 28 days. So for a time okay. card, yeah, do this. Do this. 
and just pray like we're saying. Go You'll back. go do a detail Watch somewhere it. for a time card. Thank you. Go do a detail with this. Try Thank this you. out for a time card. How about you just, instead of being bored sitting on a uh, an extra shift or an extra job, while you're sitting there, just break that out and pray in this pattern. And by the way, you can pray with your eyes open. That's exactly I right. I find many cups. That's with your awareness. The way they mostly pray. Yeah. I pray with my eyes open, man. Anymore, I don't hardly <laughs> close my eyes at all. Even to sleep, it feels like. But um, So give us this day our daily bread. And then he says, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. In other words, um, mm-hmm. now, now, I love this verse because, it, first of all, it puts the onus on us to forgive others as well. But but you you need to have forgiveness as an element in your prayer as well as talking about forgiving others. Now, I'm going to tell you, uh, we already know we're sitting here, we're around police officers every day of our lives, right? Mm-hmm. Cops every day of our lives. Uh, we already know the atmosphere of doing the job. Uh, you're going to have people that treat you like trash uh, and do things and say things. Inside and outside Inside the and department. outside. But you just got you got to find a place in your heart where you just forgive people or you live with that stuff. Just the words stick to you mm-hmm. and you live with that stuff until it's overwhelming for you and you don't even want to do what you're called to do anymore. You can get overwhelmed by that. Words. That's right. And I found that one of the best ways to deal with things like that in my life is just so you know, not everybody loves preachers. Um, I've heard that. Is just is just daily forgive. Mm-hmm. Father, I just forgive people. They don't know what they do. They don't. They've never done this job. They don't know what it's like. They don't. You know, people. Church is a, is it's it's kind of a wild deal, right? It's it's like police work because not everybody does police work. Now mm-hmm. they think they know mm-hmm. what they're talking about, mm-hmm. but they don't know what they're talking about. They've never done it. They've never been a pastor never had to prepare messages three four times a day teach things minister to people deal with life stuff people have never been police officers they don't understand it they think it works certain ways it doesn't they they just have they've watched television mm-hmm. you know what television has taught them that's a far cry kind of like preaching too if you're thinking that tv <clears throat> preachers oh represent. my lord please okay so you just have to find a place where you forgive people and just keep moving forward. Can I point this out? Yeah. This is what we were just talking about a second ago. So Jesus, as the FTO, doesn't just tell the trainee. He then demonstrates this. He, he shows them. Because where he says for asking for forgiveness, but also forgiving those who have trespassed you. Yeah. When he's on the cross, what did he say? Yeah. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. So he tells these dudes that are running with him. Mm-hmm. But then when you actually watch your FTO carry yeah. it out, even at the expense of his life, yeah. and he says in oh, that yeah. moment, forgive them, yeah. Father. Yeah. Puts hmm. a big stamp on it, doesn't it? And sure makes him legit. Oh, yeah. he Yeah, he wasn't chicken liver, that's for sure. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now, cops deal with evil every day of their life in some capacity. But there's a deliverance from evil, even though you have to deal with it. That God can help you not have the torment of it on your life daily. Well, we also talk about officers standing the thin, I always stress that, thin (laughs) blue line that separates good from evil. It's so thin, you're always hearing the good and you're always hearing the evil. And as we know, officers can be tempted by the evil that they're hearing. What's the three B's? (laughs) It's the three G's in preacher land. Booze, broads, and... Bribes. Bribes. Yeah. So you can, there's temptation. In other words, the old coppers used to teach you that because normally that's the depth of temptation to officers in their life. Um, girls' mm. greed and glory. There you go. For or preachers. Guys' greed and glory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so 
yeah, it's there. And you, and you want to be very careful of the temptations of life. So what Jesus is saying here is when you're on that thin blue line, yeah. pray to God, talk to God, yeah. and say, don't Keep let me, me fall this. into this temptation. Yeah. Just deliver me from it. Yeah. That's pretty powerful. And, and and the issues that evil brings in just dealing with evil every day of your life, that's flesh on flesh. That That's, you know, that eventually you start thinking, man, there's nothing right in the world. And see, here's the deal that I think officers, it's an epiphany for them, is when you say God knows what you need before you even ask for it, just like that control operator. But God is also a gentleman. He also gives you free will. That's right. And one key thing that you have to do is when everybody wants God to be involved when they need something, uh-huh. they don't want God to be involved if it corrects them, but they, when they need something, <laughs> right. they want God to be involved, right? Well, same thing with God. Yeah. But even when yeah. you're standing that thin blue line and you're dealing with all the turmoil we'll, we deal with, and even God's called you, equipped you, and put you there for that purpose, he, you still have free will, and he's still a gentleman. You have to invite him into the situation That's right. for him to be able to help you. That's right. People say, well, then how do I invite him in? This is it right this here. This is it. Uh, you know, and cops should get this really easy because everybody wants to see a cop when they're in crisis and need saving. That's right. But they don't want to see a cop when they're wrong and need correcting. And here's one step further. So you go and you, uh, you get a a call to a a house to check on something Mm -hmm. and you go and you knock on that door and the resident opens the door. Do you just walk on in? You can't Uh, just walk on in, right? Walk in. No, you have to be invited, invited. That's right. Right. And so, and God won't violate his own law. That's it. So he's not just going to walk right in and blast right in in your life. He's got to be invited. There you in. go. Yep. And he says, uh, but deliver us from evil. Another point on that is uh, when you deal flesh to flesh with humans and evil every day of your life, that can have an effect on you. Uh, we talk about adrenaline, hypervigilance, uh, the exhaustion level that comes from dealing with that. And having that as a part of your life day in and day out. Uh, We talk about stress. We talk about uh, heart issues. We talk about diabetes. We talk about joint issues, arthritis. Um, That is from doing the job you do dealing with evil every day of your life because you have to have a certain level of adrenaline working through your body to uh, to handle a situation if you got to go hands-on or if there's a major five six car pile of whatever uh, you got to be able to think fast you got to be able to speak fast you have to be able to see the scene understand peripheral vision all the things that you have to do just because evil exists that can take a toll or you can also talk to the lord about that and uh, and be delivered from some of those things where it doesn't torment your mind every day of your life hmm Sometimes uh, officers talk to them quite often where they say, um, it's just bad. Every day of my life is just something bad. And I'm just exhausted from just dealing with bad. Every day of my life, it's just bad. Isn't there any good left in the world? What happens when you pray about that? Yeah, what happens? There you go. That's just such a great question. I know we're pretty well out of time here. Are we? Yeah, we are. Well, we're uh, coming to a close. So uh, what do you want to close with? That was kind of a church phrase. Well, bringing it to a close. So he says, uh, after that, he says, for thine is the kingdom. In other words, he comes back to uh, giving it all to God. He started out giving it to God. He makes these statements that you and I should make in prayer, and he comes back in his conclusion to saying, "Um, but I know and realize uh, that yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. So he starts out talking about God's kingdom. He talks about God's will, uh, being above my will, human will. He deals with forgiveness. He deals with temptation. He deals with evil. He deals with daily needs. He closes it out with, and by the way, because this is your kingdom, 
I'm here to serve you. So I'm here to serve you at the start, at the end of all this, at the end of my day. I remind myself that I recognize that it is still your kingdom and still your will that I'm here to serve. And if an officer begins to pray these prayers, I think we should come back next week and talk about uh, another scripture in, in Timothy. But uh, hey, man, this is the this is the code. It's right a here, template, and this is the template. That's right. And this is the the power that changes all of these prayer. situations. And it's you just, done by prayer. And do it daily. And do it daily. And do it daily. Hey, it's been a great time. It really is. I think this has been eye-opening for folks. You know, in the Bible even says, we're even told to pray unceasingly. That's right. To always be in prayer. Pray without ceasing. To always be in an open line of communication with the ultimate dispatcher, the ultimate uh, control operator there, which is uh, Car One, which is uh, God, the Father Almighty, and and just talk to him because he wants to have a personal relationship with you. But you have to invite him in. Every day. Every day. That's good stuff, my friend. That's good stuff. Hey, thank you so much for being with us today. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit that bell, and, uh, and we look forward to seeing you again real soon. Rick, as always... It's a great pleasure, man. I love Enjoy you, my it brother. Greatly. And we awesome. love all of you. Father, I thank you that you'll touch every person under the sound of our voices. And Lord, that they will begin, even if they've known before, they'll start afresh today to pray and talk to you daily. Thank you, Lord. They'll listen to this podcast, get the template down, and Lord, they'll start out fresh daily with you, talking to you, hearing from you, checking in on their radio to car one. And Lord, I thank you that uh, you'll start working in their lives as you promised. Continue to help us strengthen our voices to speak your word and to declare a biblical perspective on policing. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you. Nothing you can do about it. We'll see you real soon. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Rick and I trust that you heard something that will help your life And if you believe that it would help others, please make sure and share. Like and subscribe and hit that bell so that you can be notified when the next podcast is available. God bless you and we'll see you soon.